Hello, everyone. Hello. Key change, bitch. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm Adrian Jam. And I'm Carrie Embry. Those of us who work in politics can only make ourselves useful if our heads are filled with things that we can contribute to the political space. Mm. JFK had this quote about how if more politicians knew poetry and more poets knew about politics, the world would be a better place. Being attentive to the things that add meaning to our lives alongside politics will help us inform our politics with the values that really do make America great. I'm here for that quote. That yeah. was brilliant. And I think you'll like who it's coming from, and it's coming from that uh, tender young politician that's in the spotlight these days, Peter Buttigieg. Buttigieg, baby. Buttigieg. 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 bitch. Buttigieg. I adore him. Yes. I love him so much that I gave him $25 that I don't have. What? Bitch, I had I was like, you know what? I didn't even I I was like, I'm saving all my money for Birdie. I was like, but I'm gonna give you twenty five dollars. I was like, because if I want to, like, you know, con- contribute right. to a um, politician, yeah, it's Bernie because he's the T. But I was like, it, I would be remiss not to contribute to an openly queer right politician who has such who's on the ball. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was like, I yeah, take my money, bitch. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Peter Paul Montgomery Buttigieg 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 Hunty Peter Paul and Mary Oh my god Buttigieg Buttigieg <laughs> uh, Also known as Mayor Pete Mayor Pete Yeah mm-hmm. Um uh, was born January 19th, 1982. He's a youngin. He's 37. 37, darling. Mm-hmm. As an American politician and... What, what date? January 19th, 1982. Oh, okay. Got it. 82. Yes. Is an American politician and the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Mm-hmm. He is also a lieutenant in the United States Navy Reserve. Mm-hmm. He was a consultant at the McKinsey and Company and Management Strategy Consulting Firm from 2007 through 2010. Uh, but is a graduate of Harvard University, a Rhodes Scholar, darling, mm-hmm. and a veteran of the war in Afghanistan. And let's see. Let's that was see. a very good pronunciation of that country. I'm just being pretentious. But it was great. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> truly appreciative. Uh... Buttigieg is a member of uh, the Episcopal Church. He is a congregant at the Cathedral of St. James in South Bend. Buttigieg is a polyglot. 
What the heck is that? I know what that is, but I forgot. I don't know the girl. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. We'll we'll put a pin in polyglot and we'll come back to that. <laughs> he taught himself to speak. Oh, that's what it is. That's polyglot. What it's so true. Yeah, he taught himself to speak Norwegian and is also conversational in Spanish, Italian, Maltese, Arabic. Dari and French. Oh, so polyglot means he's multilingual. Work, bitch. Go. You better do it. That man. Oh, love him. Budijic plays guitar and piano and in 2013 performed with the South Bend Symphony Orchestra wow. as a guest piano soloist. All right, bitch. Wow. He is a jack of all trades. Uh-huh. Like, no joke. No, his brain is brilliant. That's Amazing. In yeah. June 2015, essay in the South Bend Tribune, Budijic announced that he is gay. Mm-hmm. He is the first openly gay municipal executive realness in Indiana. Uh, in December 2017, Budijic announced his engagement to Chastin Glesman. Chastin. Um, a junior high school teacher whom Budijic had been dating since August 2015. Mm. They were married on June 16, 2018 in a private ceremony at the Cathedral of St. James in downtown South Bend. They lived in they live in the same South Bend neighborhood where Budijic grew up with their two rescue dogs, Truman and Buddy. Aww. Aww. He is such a great and different representation of a gay man for Middle America. Oh my this god. This is I I don't believe he will get the nomination just right. because there's so many people, so many more prominent people in the race sure. right now. They're like actual like famous senators and you know famous like oh, you know yeah. politicians from all kinds of uh places. But I, I, I think this is great f- for a few different causes that he is in this race. There is one that just to show a different side of queer people to mm-hmm. the middle America and the South that maybe they don't get it. They don't have that understanding of uh, there are different kinds of gay men in the world, just like any other group right. of people. And... Um, and especially being queer in Indiana, mm-hmm. and you're actually a mayor. You got elected. So basically what in he Indiana? actually said, yeah, so what he said Crazy. was this. He was like, the people, same people that voted for me, they also voted for Trump, and they also voted for Mike Pence. It's like, because Mike Pence is from Indiana as well. Right. And he was like, so that's why, because somebody asked him if um, him being gay will deter voters. And he said, well... If he got elected in Indiana, In Indiana, girl. that's it. And mm-hmm. I think, like, we have... Maybe we have gotten to a point that we can look past the openly gay part of him mm-hmm. and move beyond that and just really think... Like, listen to his policies, listen right. to what he wants to do and listen to, you know, just, like, consider other parts of him. Yeah. So we, it kind of bothers me now that every time... It's, Every single fucking time somebody talks about him, whether it's on NPR, whether it's on MSNBC, whether it's on Intercept, like all my, all the the Young Turks, all mm-hmm. my news sources that I get my news from, and um, they always bring that up. They always say openly gay 
no, nominee. Well, that's it's his, you know, it's his moniker. It's going to be a part of how he is identified from here on out because, you know, um, when other uh, either ethnic or uh, cultural minorities run for office or ran for president, they're always, you know, first black man to mm. ever, you know, first black president. Uh, one of the first women to run for president, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, all those other things. First trans, you know, senator. First, right. you know, Native American lesbian senator. First, yeah, yeah. you know, all the all those all those things. They will always be a part of how that person is categorized mm-hmm. because. You know we're still we'll, we're still hung up on category is Ugh. you know what I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so and right now I mean I know it's a frustration for you but right now I think it's fine mm-hmm. because it's gonna cut it when they see him and they see him with his husband and everything they're gonna see it anyway mm-hmm. but I think that you know labeling him as gay but also the bigger the bigger package and the bigger picture is that he got not elected because of his queerness but Mm -hmm. because of his policies in a very red state Mm -hmm. like you almost can't get any redder than Mm -hmm. indiana you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like with the exception of like indianapolis which is kind of bluish purple purple, It's, you know, he did an amazing thing. So that means that he, for those people in his, in his township, Mm -hmm. he, he speaks a real truth to them. His Mm -hmm. policies really work for them. And he can speak to a broad range of people Mm -hmm. in a way that his sexuality did not matter to them. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I want. I, I, I want I want his policy and his brain and what his plans for the future of this country to be part of the narrative more so than him being gay. Mm-hmm. And I just I just don't think that's relevant to anything about uh, uh, with this coming up coming election. No, there are there's so many other things right. to like concern ourselves with like a person's gender or identification yeah, or exactly. uh, sexual orientation is like the least of the things to be to be talked it, about. It's all it's all about policy mm-hmm. and uh and how they are as a politician cuz I was listening to the radio today and they were talking about um Bernie, and they were talking about uh, um, our former vice president, Joe fucking Biden. By that one, and they were talking about how what's the, what will make the difference between the two, and and one of the things that they uh, talked about was uh, charisma. Mm-hmm. You know, and how that plays a huge part, like like charisma and character. You can have all, you can click, check all the boxes as far as like policy and if you like record and voted well and Mm -hmm. did all those things that were 
um, good for the country and things like that. But then if you're charismatically, if you are a bland politician, mm -hmm. then no matter how good you are on paper, it's not gonna, you're, that isn't gonna be translated through you, through the television, through social right. media, into the, into the public. Which is so sad because I feel like that's uh, like Elizabeth Warren's problem. Yeah. is that she's so brilliant she's so bloody smart she's such an incredible woman and mm -hmm. she has such an incredible background mm -hmm. her record is top-notch progressive right. she's done so much yeah and she's brilliant and and and, and she has come to this election uh, she's going into the primary with such detailed policy and plan Mm -hmm. for the country and mm -hmm. for her presidency but the problem is that in america for you to well i guess any country really but most in america more more than any other country that i i can think of that you being charismatic and you being uh a interesting person mm -hmm. has a lot to do with your election yeah and i don't because she doesn't have that I think she's not being looked at as a um, serious contender that right. can make real change in right. this country. Right. So, but you know what? It's um, hopefully she. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to see how I again looking forward to to see how all this unfolds and yeah. develops because I think there are a lot of great on the Democratic side. There are a lot of great. Um, politicians that are running or interesting politicians mm -hmm. that have had good policies and have had good records and I want to see how not you know only one person is going to get the nomination mm -hmm. but I will like to see how after this their um political star rises yeah. how they d rise mm -hmm. and develop as a politician yeah. and what and where they go forward from there i'm very yeah. excited about the primaries like i'm very excited about the upcoming debates between yeah all the democrats for sure because i want to see how they're going to handle it between each other because right now i feel like they're all mostly all of them are pretty decent people mm -hmm. and they have um you know, uh, good track records behind them, most of them. Mm -hmm. But I want to see how all that, how all those debates like shake out right. and shake down. It would be a very interesting to see because, um, and we're going to finish talking about politics, but mm -hmm. um, the what Bernie was saying in 2016, 15, 16, his policies, like, you know, Medicare for all, public, you know, right. free public colleges, like, all these different things that he's been advocating for years and years and years, right. that were considered um, left-wing, super left-wing agendas, mm -hmm. that weren't mainstream. Now, all those stuff are mainstream because the progressive part of the Democratic Party, yes. and because we as progressives are so strong within the party, they most other candidates have got like have taken the same kind of mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, what's um, ideology? Uh, yeah, but or platform. Um, Stands, stands, same mm -hmm. kind of stands behind the, these policies. So they most candidates now are advocating for you know public education, free public education, yeah. free health, like Medicare for all, all that stuff. All those. So things. it will be mm -hmm. fun. It will be very very fun and interesting to see how 
these people that have the same ideologies are going to try to separate themselves and so they can stand yeah. out. Yeah. Like, for example, what would be the difference between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders who are quite similar mm-hmm. when it comes to their policies and their records? So it's just going to be very interesting to see how that will plan out and how that will right. play itself out in, in the primaries. Yeah, because I think, you know, with Elizabeth Warren, hers is... I mean, the clear difference is just experience. Yeah. She has it over, like, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but not over Bernie, but she is, like, she's very, very, her experience and what she's done for the country, even as a senator, has been absolutely brilliant. And I adore her. I would love, I've I've, I've been saying this for a while, but I would love to see a a Bernie Elizabeth Warren ticket. Ticket, yeah. Or... Now with Pete Buttigieg, I would love to see Pete, uh, like I mean mm-hmm. Bernie and Pete ticket, but that's not gonna happen because two white men and just at this point the Democratic Party mm-hmm. they're just like up to like you know even if he is queer yeah it's, not gonna, it's just it's not gonna work yeah out. no if it was it, like if it was like Elizabeth Warren and Buttigieg <laughs> yes or like him and somebody else you know what I yeah, mean it, it has to, there to has be to be like di- a, a di- diversity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because we're we have to go across the board we have to like have more diversity yes and that's that's how a ticket like that would work t absolutely um so after 20 minutes Mm -hmm. we're getting to will and grace people (laughs) just don't worry about it it's coming so we just watched episode uh, 17 of season 10, The Things We Do for Love. It originally aired on March 28th, 2019. And it was directed by uh, James Burroughs, as always, and written by John Quaintance, Aww. which is, um, he's a great writer. And I thought yeah. this was a great episode. I really did. I did too. I felt like there was a, a lot packed into this yeah. episode because we're, we're coming to the end of this season mm-hmm. and so they're getting in a lot so there's so much to um there's so much to unpack yes <laughs> yes there is um oh my god so anyway with this we have um jack's wedding is coming up yes um there we're getting further along in the um relationship with karen and nikki uh-huh. and uh and we're coming up onto a little snag in the relationship with Grace and Noah. Yeah, and which I think that's the A storyline. Yeah, this is that's the main storyline of the episode. Yeah, and um, um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Jack's storyline as well with the uh, with the, <gasps> the thirteen coins. coins. And, oh, oh my god! god. So and Estefan, my goodness, he's so brilliant. <laughs> I, Estefan Gloria, please, <laughs> this is the most amazing name and amazing. Like I love him, and um, God, it's just like David Schwimmer, Noah bothers me so much. The character bothers me so much, and then every time that I'm trying to find like a a ray of light yes in his character and be like okay so that I can hold on to right and just try to like enjoy him I just like it, it, the next episode is all gone it's all gone They, it's like they're uh, he is as um, as, as Stefan says hola curmudgeon uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, he is a, I mean he's a curmudgeon he's mm-hmm. you know he's... and I feel like there's inconsistency in his character at this point because especially with this episode though I, I, I did not... Uh, obviously, I didn't enjoy him 
treating grace that way uh, that was sure. very very difficult to see because right. no you know it's just like it just wasn't decent it's like right and we and we hate to see grace you know going through these mistakes again yes you know what i mean yes and it's not and it's you know it's not like with nathan where they where that relationship was just funny and kind of fun and right and even though light-hearted light-hearted and nathan had to go and like find himself Mm -hmm. basically that's why he couldn't stay with grace because it was too hard it was too much work yeah to be with her Mm -hmm. um but this you know this just seems like he is even though he invited her in, then he's unwilling to really have her there fully. Which is like that's what bothers me yeah. about it because I feel like um, if you're you, going to if you're going to give somebody the key and you're going to invite them to live with you uh-huh. and say come and live with me, live with me, mm-hmm. you know, but don't have anything to like. I don't want you to play like this is not your space this is still right. my space that you're like li- you're visiting you're right yeah. exactly yeah. and i felt like that's that just was not what he initially offered, offered right you know what i mean right and like i feel like grace just moved into a like a room she found on craigslist exactly you know what i mean it's like exactly. that's not what you guys are doing it's not a proper relationship mm-hmm. like and especially especially when Will came for the for the party because there is a there is a there is a dinner party that was right. throwing for the first time yeah and invited all her friends yeah and he and then he and then she brought uh, like Will brought a candle for her mm-hmm. and she offered to put it in the dining room or a study or wherever she yeah. was going to put it and then he he just in, immediately declines like oh no your office yeah take no it take it office. out of here yeah. and put it in your space at your office yeah like yeah. how how dare you right that really bothered me yeah 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 it was just it, issues darling yeah issues issues, issues, issues. Darling. but the but before all of all of that happens, um, the show opens up on the remains of a blowout bachelor party for Jack, uh-huh. and so the camera is panning across the floor, and it's all kinds of party trash everywhere, and uh-huh. that party trash includes Will, Jack, Grace, and Karen. <laughs> and we're following along these really sexy men's legs mm-hmm. as they walk through the apartment in combat boots. Uh-huh. And it clearly it's like the stripper, stripper that they've yeah. hired. So we pass like Jack, I mean, um, Will on the floor in a Marge Simpson wig, <laughs> <laughs> clutching a, a, a blow up sex doll. That he calls Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Yes. Mrs. Maisel, you speak too much. <laughs> Which is, you know what that is from? Like, Mrs. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. Uh-huh. But the, it's so funny because the, 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 the script of that show is so, like, a lot. They talk yeah. so much and it yeah. talks so fast. Like, mm-hmm. the, the pacing of that show is really, really high. Yeah. And so it was just like, and that was, I, I, I felt like every time I talk about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with somebody, they always say the same thing, that they talk too much. 
Like they're constantly talking. And that's There's funny no... coming from the writers of Will and Grace, yes. who, you know, is very that also. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they have that quick pace to them, that uh-huh. quick patter talk. It's just I, I just thought that was such a cute little like n- like a nod, nod. to Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so this the stripper, the the police the police cop stripper is walking past them. We see um, Jack and I think what has happened what had happened was at some point in the night Jack and Grace switch outfits so Jack is in like one of Grace's like black and white graphic dresses and he has like a tiara on and, uh, and Grace is in, in a sash, in a cla- in a sash uh-huh. and Grace is in like a classic Jack uniform, like the sweater vest, a blue Oxford, but she's yeah. wearing like a um, a hula skirt. Yeah. And then Karen is passed out on the couch in clown shoes. And her eyes are open. Right. <laughs> she looks like she's dead. Because she's like her eyes, she has like her wide eyes, eyes open. Right. Oh, it's just so funny. Oh my god. So they all they all finally come to in this and, and the mirror message a la drag race. Oh yes. There's that mirror message. Right, and the mirror message, the the, the um the stripper ends up at the mirror, looks into the mirror, and there's a, a message like the love uh, Great Party. XO Gaga. Which I totally buy that Gaga would go to <laughs> right. a, a bachelor Jack. party. It's just like he mm. just sounds like something she would, she would do. do. Exactly. Just, just for fun. Random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably sang a song uh-huh. too. <laughs> definitely did a jazz number, honey. You know she did. Right. You know, she cannot like go somewhere and not show up. Uh-uh. She's just like, oh, I need to be center of attention. Like exactly. You guys cannot get. You're gonna. This. You're gonna at least get one like. Jazz solo out of yeah, me. just just so vocal. you just so you know how talented I am, right? Just just so everybody can like remember right. my my level of my talent, right? Just ladies and so, gentlemen, these are vocals. This, <laughs> <laughs> these are my vocals. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, oh lordy, and then so okay, so they have that moment. They all come to yeah, um, uh, Jack. Will and Grace come to first. They see Karen still passed out with her eyes open on the couch. Jack says, oh, we've been here before. Wakes her up with like a a fist pump to the chest. And she wakes up singing karaoke. And uh, and then they just congratulate, really pretty much they congratulate Jack on, you know what this means. This means you're getting married. And they're all very excited about the upcoming nuptials uh-huh. between um, Jack and Estefan. Yes. And then, um, and then, so we're we have a moment away, and then we come back. The apartment is clean. Um, <laughs> Grace has come in. And it's like, oh man, I wanted to help you get cleaned up. Blah blah blah. But and, you're done. But you're done already. <laughs> I really wanted to help. Oh. Darn! <laughs> and Will, of course, makes a comment about that, saying basically that's almost believable. Right, exactly. Say like, oh, they as believable as when you try to like reach for your credit card at dinner. Right, right. Like, <laughs> like, you, like if you're gonna pay, like, please, like you're gonna pay for yeah, yeah. for a meal. I know where this is going. Uh huh. Um, and then um, and then this is where 
Grace come up. Well, well, Will says for the first time that uh, you know, just so you know. Oh right, yes. I'm coming to you, but I'm coming solo because McCoy is on assignment in London. Yeah. And you know that just becomes a thing that he. That's the inside joke for the show. And also another thing that they talk about is that they show that Will has made a little office space for McCoy. Right. With his stuff, so McCoy can feel comfortable there. So right. So this is where the setup starts. And the and the setup for the conflict that mm-hmm. we come across later is that Will has really made an effort to incorporate McCoy into the living space, and we see different ways, like by the office and the two headshots and yes. that kind of thing. And then Grace has this box with her, which is the uh, Asian baby humping fish <laughs> statue. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no way, Asian baby humping fish. Keep it? You it's don't so want to keep it? It's so, well, well, ugly. But beautiful. Ugly, pretty. Yeah. Or ugly, beautiful. And then so he finds a place and sets it down. And then they have the, they get into this conversation about how Grace really hasn't been given a space, even though she's covering it up. Yeah. She it hasn't been given a space to really live or exist in Noah's right. in Noah's uh, apartment or in their home in their garden apartment. Right. I I feel like it's kind of what Grace is doing is just so unlike her. Right. Even though later, I mean, we see her trying, like she kind. I mean, because hello, she's an interior decorator. Of course, yeah. she's she's she has to have her input, uh-huh. and for her not to be able to like insert herself or at least insert her taste, it may not have to be her things, but she's inserting her taste into yeah. the environment. Uh, must be so hard for right. her mm-hmm. as a you know as that character yeah. as a character. And even, you know, I even noticed later, because I, I, when we watched, when we looked through it a second time, and I was able to pay, like, a little more attention, because the first time I just watched it on my on my phone. Yeah. Because I was, like, doing homework or something else, too. Uh-huh. Um, that when she is at the apartment, at the garden apartment with Noah, uh-huh. and he, and she's laid down the carpet and she's put in the poof and all that, and then when you come back to it later, the carpet is gone. Yeah, like, everything's it's, changed. The yeah. whole thing is gone. It's like all the stuff that she added in is like, it's no longer no. there. Mm-mm. So it, so we're learning in this moment that, Grace isn't getting any real input. Yeah. This is the beginning of it, that she's not getting any input in the new living space. And so she's covering up. Covering it up. And having a hard time. But absolutely. Mm-hmm. And but Will, obviously knowing Grace as well as she he knows her and oh, yeah. because of how long they've been like inseparable in their friendship, he understands what's what exactly is going on. Yeah. And he is you know, he when sees he has the a, sign. He sure does. And then when he has that conversation with Jack about it, mm-hmm. Jack tells him no, you cannot bring it up. You cannot talk about it. You should keep your opinion to yourself. This is not about you. This is not. This is not your relationship. You don't have right. to get. You don't get a tw- like to have a say about this. Right, and 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 he, and, he, and then um, Will gets into saying, "Well, then what do you say?" And then Jack is like, "Well, this happens in the theater world all the time." And so Jack goes into all these things to do. Um, 
when somebody asks you about either a bad performance or uh-huh. what's going on, so they use the context of a bad performance, uh-huh. and he says, well, you just give him an adjective and you just draw it out really long, like spectacular. It was spectacular. Or, you know, you, you say things twice, like it was magical, re- really magical, and feel free to use your hands. And, uh, and there was another one. And that um, there are no words. Yeah, and or you just you can just bring it down and say there are no words. Yeah. And then and then they're just sitting there, and there's a moment taken, and Jack was like, "Hey, you said that to me when when uh, you came to see me in Abraham Twinkin mm-hmm. or Gabraham Gabraham Twinkin." <laughs> And, and but and Will reaches over and touches Jack on the arm. It's like, but I really meant that. And then Jack, of course, goes into, oh, yeah. that was like, that's so sweet of you. Oh my God, we forgot to talk about Joe. Oh, oh Larry. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh so, my God. oh my God. So the full on like stunt of the opening sequence. <laughs> Oh, Larry, ah, baby. As Larry comes out in full, like, Bo Peep drag with, like, homo written across... Oh, hetero written across his forehead. <laughs> I love how they've like, taped him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fucking fraternity. They've taped him, but it's like they've they, put hetero on it. Like, that's how embarrassing. Uh, right, right. Like, there's nothing worse than being, being called a hetero. Heterosexual <laughs> being written across your... And he's like, you guys are monsters. You're That's monsters. I hope there better not there better not be film of this because we have a daughter that has no sense of humor. <laughs> that was such a brilliant little joke that you know it's like the. I feel, I mean, I don't want to explain the joke because I'm sure you guys understood, but it was so funny to, mm-hmm. like, because she's a millennial and because, like, right. that's the perception of millennials, they're so sensitive and right. they're so, like, you know, they don't have a sense of humor, anything, you can't say this, you can't you say, say that. that. Right. And so it's just, like, it was so funny, funny. for him as a father of a millennial to just be in that position and be like, don't mm-hmm. post anything about this. My mm-hmm. daughter has no sense of humor. Right. She's not going to understand. It's just going to go down all the wrong way. <laughs> and um, oh. and then they, when it, then they would come to the B storyline, which is um, Jack, you know, and, Jack Estefan. and Estefan Gloria. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack, you know, Estefan keeps talking about, tell Jack that do you have everything ready? Are you ready for this for this wedding? Like mm-hmm. this is very important, mm-hmm. and the most important thing above all else are the thirteen coins in the coin purse. Gold coins. Gold coins that you're going to give to me. Yes. When you pronounce your love for me, <laughs> it's very important, and this is what Jack is not happy because he can't find, find the coins, the coins, and the coin purse, but. Earlier on, uh, Will has when Grace came into the apartment, he's like, "Did you use? Did you lose this coin purse?" And, and Grace, of course, of course, is like, "Who's like, who's like, who am I? My my aunt Effie." Uh huh. And then, um, and uh, then he's like, well, "What about this orthotic?" She's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that's, that's mine. mine. That's mine." 
But anyway, so now we find out that that coin purse belongs to Jack, and uh-huh. it's and it's the thirteen gold coins that um, is needed for the ceremony. But before Will lets him know that he has them as he's shaking them there in his hand. <laughs> He makes Jack tear the apartment. Like, he oh. tears all the cushions out of the sofa. He runs through... Um, um, the kitchen. Well, Witcher Jigger's office. Uh, <laughs> McCoy. McCoy's office. And then through the kitchen, looking through the cupboards and everything. Looking looking through Not everything. Really looking. Just and like then all doors. the way through, all the way through. Meanwhile, Will is shaking the coin purse. <laughs> runs through, passes him into the bathroom. Moment him, takes a beat. Wait, 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 oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Tells him, stop shaking whatever you're, you're shaking. shaking. Whatever it is you're shaking. He's annoyed by the sound of the coins. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes out like, son of a bitch. Right. Oh, funny, oh funny, so funny. funny. What a great moment. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there, we have this really random sea storyline moment with Karen at the office. Uh, oh, with Nikki. With Nikki coming to an orgasm, allegedly, behind uh, the uh, the smoked glass door. <laughs> and we hear Karen, like, she just, she announces that she's having, that she's there, she's arrived at the orgasm. And she's like, oh, I'm done. No, wait a minute. Now I'm done. <laughs> Because she's singing out, I'm having sex with a lady. Oh my god. So, so anyway, so silly. And so. you know Nikki's good in bed. Oh, and she's please. letting yeah. Karen have it. Like yeah, yeah, no yeah. man has ever let her have it. Absolutely. And that's why Karen is like trying, will try to anything to keep her. Because she's getting one of the, like, she's like... Getting an orgasm that no man has ever, has ever given, given before. her before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and this is where the Nikki thing comes in, and the C storyline is that Karen is not very open about her relationship with Nikki, and Nikki says, "I don't want to date you on the DL, mm-hmm. and I want you to be proud and open about this. And if you can't right. be, then there's nothing here because she wants to date a gay woman. And then I'm like, well, if you want to date a gay woman, go date a gay woman." Right. Karen's not gay. She's pansexual. She or yeah, whatever. And, she's just Karen. Yeah, and she's, she's just sexual. experiencing things yeah. with you. And you know, yeah. she you know, you came into her life. It's not that she was like, you know, like looking for you. Right. Yeah, so right. it's just like I, I I didn't care for that. Um but one thing I would say is that Samira Wiley is absolutely stunning. She's, she's beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Wow. She's such a, a a good looking woman. And then this this scene had me laughing on on a couple in a couple of places just because only Karen can get away with saying things that she yes. gets away with in these scenes. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, um Nikki well a Nikki was saying that you you know you had me on the down low and Karen was like I took you to lunch last week she was like in Berlin <laughs> and then and then because Nikki was saying you know I don't even know like if you're even a part of my community and she's like do you mean the LGBT community or are you talking about the African American community because I'm still upset because they won't accept me. <laughs> 
And I just think that's funny because it's like, it's like, wow, there's a lot, there, there's levels a to this. There's a lot of, of things that they're, that they're writing to yes, yes, <laughs> in yes. this scene. And, uh, and then she, um, and I think she mentions like some other kind of being black and queer and something else a little later on in, in that scene. But it, it's just so funny how Karen, the character of Karen gets to be so irreverent and they just, they always, I feel like they always do a good job yes, at writing her. Yes, such a great job. Her irreverence and um, uh, politically incorrect yeah. humor. And this whole time that we're having all these things, Estefan is harping on the coins. The 13 <gasps> oh gold my coins. God. The 13 gold coins. Constantly, mm-hmm, constantly. Mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. other word, every other sentence. And if is, you thought that I wasn't talking about the 13 gold coins, I am talking about the 13 gold coins. Uh-huh. It's like that's <laughs> all he talks about. And and then uh, Jack is constantly like, uh-huh. Like he's just accepting it and re- acknowledging it, but always also trying to In change fear. the subject yeah. every single time. Yeah. Because um, first of all, he had, he hadn't ha- he hadn't found them mm-hmm. the first go round, and then I think once he did find them, he realized he only had twelve. Yeah, and there has to be thirteen. Uh huh. There has to be thirteen. So we have uh, talked about the the announcement of the wedding, that bachelor party, the conflict with. Um, Grace and Noah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the the new sexual awakening for her spring awakening <laughs> with with Nikki, which is one of my favorite musicals. Love that musical. And then, um, which brings us, which brings us to everybody's coming to over the to the to the dinner party because mm-hmm. Karen, I mean, because Grace has invited everyone over to see how well. Her and Noah are living right. together. They're acclimated at Acc- this point, right, and right. they're just like he, she wants. She wants to show that to her friends, and this is where the um, the real thing starts because right, the Ro, real there's conflict. a shift in Roa's no no bro Noah's personality. There's a shift mm-hmm. in the way he's treating Grace, and I feel like that is just such a hetero man thing that the second they have what they wanted Mm -hmm. all along then they fully disregard those needs right you know what i mean and i feel like that's exactly what happened with you know the second he was begging grace to move in with him and he gave an ultimatum that listen if you don't move in with me we are done we are over right and and now that she's moved in, he's not budging. She he's not allowing her to live with her, with him. So you know when they come in, we see that um, everything has changed. Grace doesn't have a space, and you know he's not even letting her have the the fucking candle. Candle. And this is where Will uses every single line that Jack gave to him. He says, <laughs> "Spectacular." And also says just magical, and I love behind Will Jack is directing Will. Yes, the whole time, like <laughs> giving without full on like, stage mother yeah, realness. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so funny. And then, he, and then, and then, once Will's finished with what he was saying, Jack is like, "Nuts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good job." Like, right. I love that, and. Um, 
And obviously, Grace is not an idiot. Grace is, you know, she also She's knows lived with Will. It. Yeah, yeah. She knows what's going on for forty or thirty years. It's like mm-hmm. she knows exactly what Will's doing, but she's also trying to like put on put a up good face. this facade yeah. that I am actually happy. This is actually working. Right. But at the same time, when they all enter. Uh, uh, Noah gets a phone call from his best friend who lives abroad. Right. And in the phone call, they have the conversation that the best friend is coming over. Right. And the boys, after going and looking at Noah's bathroom and being amazed that there's, he has a bottle that has that's a shampoo and conditioner, <laughs> all in one. Uh, Trash. Right. Rash. Like, of <laughs> course, a straight man has one of those. Uh, absolutely. Shampoo, conditioner, and a body wash, bitch. All in the, one. All in one. No nonsense. No nonsense. It's just, we're in and out. <laughs> um, so they come back, they want to do this toast, and they keep encouraging Noah to do the toast because he's the writer, he's the best with words. Grace even acknowledges that you're better with words than I am. But Noah, of course, can't do the toast because he announces that I'm not going to the wedding. Mm. And so everybody just kind of like stops in their tracks. <laughs> and um, Estefan says, that's a terrible toast. <laughs> I hated that. Hated it. Oh. Because it's not like, listen, had he... Had Noah had, oh, there's so many hands, mm-hmm. uh, the plan before the wedding, before the, he got an invitation to the wedding, right. I would have understood. But like, hey, he importantly made plans with his best friend that he hasn't seen right. in 10 years. Then he deserves Fine. to go. Yeah. But because he just got that and he's dropping everything, everything. that is important to mm-hmm. his girlfriend just to be with his best friend, that right. is absolutely unacceptable. It's like it's unacceptable behavior, you know, and especially when Grace has said, you know, we can go and you can fly back, and we're not asking you to stay that whole right, time. Right, right. But he's stay. not, he's not wanting to. But he's being the curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. He's not wanting to budge at all and compromise and compromise. And it's like, what, what is that? You mm-hmm. know, why, why would you if you really do love this woman that you've allegedly invited into your home Mm -hmm. to live with you, Mm -hmm. why would you not, um, you know, have that give and take with that? And, but on, on, and I will say this, with him saying, you know, Grace has invited her friends over, I feel like it does take some time to feel like, your partner's right. friends are also my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes a little bit of time. Absolutely. I can, but I, in the writing, I understand because they want to create that separation mm-hmm. and they want the audience to hear that separation that mm-hmm. they're, they're two people living really kind of separate lives under one roof, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's just in, and even Noah says, he, I didn't want it to create an awkward moment. And, and so, and it clearly it did. Yeah. It clearly it did. And this is when Will brings in the third thing of, I have no words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has to, and he just has to leave before he says Remove the complete from the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is what happens where, you know, <laughs> I just remembered 
Jack found the thirteenth coin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll so there's that. that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get yeah. to that. But um, when Will's he has to leave because he's like used all of Jack's like teachings Suggest, yes. and suggestions, and he just doesn't have any other words and doesn't want to like be in that situation any longer. So as he's leaving and he's like complaining about Grace, he says, "Grace is right behind me, isn't he? Isn't she? Mm-hmm. Because you know he's facing." Jack, Jack and her his back is towards Grace and then you know Grace and also Grace brings it up it's like don't you know I fucking know that you've been saying like all these right. like you know uh, passive aggressive stuff and uh, like phony compliments compliments just like know? when we go and see one of Jack's Jack, shows and so Jack goes oh no 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 he doesn't mean it here but he meant it with me yeah like just so yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack's level of confidence and delusion is so is aspiring. It really. is like we I, should uh, all be. Yeah, as I aspire to be as confident as yeah. Jack. Um, um, and then, uh, you know, Grace says, you know, she says whatever she says about Noah and how you know she's mm-hmm. not like. I'm, I, and I'm paraphrasing because that's what I do. Um, she says <laughs> she says that you know I, I understand what you've been saying and you know Noah is not a bad person and we you know we're working on it and you know she says something uh, disparaging about Noah and right. then Noah's he, basically also, that he's not easy to yeah, live yeah, with yeah. and Noah also is behind Grace and Grace acknowledges that Noah is behind Grace and what mm. does Jack say here and then, oh the rare double double rare double double mm-hmm. that's right but in the midst of this whole night, uh-huh. like Karen's come in dressed like the uh, like if you googled butch lesbian, this is the image that would come up. So her and Nikki have come over. Karen announces that she is a lesbian with Nikki, uh-huh. and that she's dressed and acting like like such a hyper hyper stereotype of what yeah. a butch lesbian is that look there is a certain term to that look and i can't remember it's like um um it's like woods those guys that go to the woods lumberjack lumberjack she's a lumberjack lesbian she's a lumberjack lesbian yeah yes she so dressed she's like totally a dressed like a lumberjack lesbian and like <laughs> Megan Mullally is fucking genius because of, like the complete like body language, uh-huh. everything, how she carries herself, she how she good. like runs out of the room and how she's talking to Nikki and like, you know, talking about the metal table uh, and everything. It's just it's she's committed. Oh, so, she's, she's committed very committed to, to her character. lumberjack lesbian yeah. look. Uh-huh. And um and Nikki is getting rightfully so a little frustrated with the whole thing cuz it's just like Look, you know what's going on here. You know this isn't this isn't the kind of gay you are. This doesn't fit you. And Karen's like, yeah, you're right. I'm more of a, 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 a I'm more of a lipstick lesbian. Let's go upstairs and figure it out on a pile of coats on Noah's room. And, and Nikki is like, I'm down for that. Yeah, because and, they, and then they at, trot up the stairs. At the end of the day, the pussy's really good. Grace Hello. Give, I mean, great, not Grace. Grace doesn't doesn't give good pussy, but. You know, Karen, you know Karen's a firecracker in bed. Like, oh, you, please. You know Karen will take, like, get, get it She on. gets it going on. She uh-huh. gets it going on. And then, um... Then Larry comes. Back. Larry comes. So Larry finds Jack at the apartment because I guess they've commu- he's been communicating. Jack has been communicating with Larry saying, just, just find it. You know, because well, somehow, somehow, okay. he, because he's because he's called all of his friends. Yeah, because we see he and Will come up to the door, 
and Jack has said that I, I hate all my friends. Looks at Will and says, except for Karen. <laughs> and so clearly he's called all of his friends looking for this 13th coin. Larry shows up at the party with it. Jack opens the little door. Like, there's a knock at the door. And Jack opens up the door. It's Larry. Mm-hmm. And he tells Estefan that he has to go and have a moment with himself. Because they're having a moment about these damn gold coins. And uh-uh. Jack is getting really frustrated. And so he goes, he opens the door, talks to Larry, and Larry goes into the story about... How he ended up with, with the, the coin. The 13th coin. <laughs> and it, like all jagged, he's like, oh, I remember what happened now. And he goes on to tell the story, and he's like, don't finish the story. Yeah, don't finish don't, the, don't say that last line. You point up his bum. Right. You know they because, because Larry wouldn't dance. <laughs> Will said that Larry is a dance machine. And then Karen says, if, if you put a coin in him, he has to dance. And so Karen shoved a coin up his butt. Bu- oh, such bullying behavior. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? And then they also dressed him in that, like, you know, little, little bo- women kind little of bo- drag. Yeah. And then, and then she's also... The hetero across the, the forehead. Oh, my God. There are a lot of things went down at that party. That's a good party. That was a yeah. good party. But anywho, after, after all these uh, shenanigans and side stories going on, we come to the end of the To Be Continued episode mm-hmm. where... Um, Will has said what he said about Grace, and Grace has said what she said about Noah and them being behind each other in the rare double-double. And as the credits are rolling and everything, it comes up to be continued. So this is a mm. two-parter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are left with a cliffhanger. That's the T. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited Jack's to see how the, about the gay wedding, because you know it's going to be, like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's... In Spain, so I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see how they create Spain. Mm-hmm. Peter Gorski, come through, bitch. They come through, come through. Because everything is looking great. Like the sets are looking really. I mean, beautiful. I actually really like Noah's apartment. Yeah, me too. It's beautiful. Sure. It's gorgeous. And um, and they must have Extensive. had so. And they must have had so much fun, like creating the aftermath of the party. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Yes. To put that to put that the together. The attention to details are absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. So, um... That's it. That's it, doll. Mm, Where can we find you? Oh! (laughs) Oh. Um, I am Farzame Jam on Instagram. That's F-A-R-Z-A-M-A-J-A-M. And, uh... Where can people find you? They can find me at my website at www.com. Carrie, oh no, You can find me there, CarrieEmbry.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, and Bay, uh-huh. tell them where you were last night. Oh, yeah. So I got an invite to go to the Glad Media Awards, which is Gay, Lesbian, Alliances, Anti Defamation. I think that's what it stands right, right. for. And who did you see? Oh, girl. Beyonce. And? Sean Hayes. <gasps> Sean yes, Hayes. Yes, honey. What I, does Sean Hayes get recognized so Sean for? Sean Hayes got recognized well for being Sean Hayes. Well, there you and, go. Um, and then he actually had a great speech. First of all, the goddess that is Alice and Jenny introduced Sean Hayes mm-hmm. because they're very, very good friends. 
and Alison Janney in person is absolutely ravishing and stunning and tall and gorgeous statuesque, like mm-hmm. obsessed with her. And uh, she introduced Sean Hayes and Sean Hayes came on stage and kind of joked about the fact that he's the last, he's the fourth character of Will and Grace to get this honor. Oh. And he was like the gay one. And the gayest. The last one. Right. Just, I just want you to go Just so that. you know. Yeah, yeah. Guess, This is what you did. Uh-huh. And he just, like, he had this great, you know, his husband was there and he gave a great, like, a cute five-minute speech that was, you know, he was great. And I really wanted to get a picture with him. And I'm not that queen. I'm not that girl that can just go up to celebrities right. and be like, get me the camera. But I was trying. I was trying. I, yeah. I wanted to because I was like, let me just, like, not be myself. Right. For once, because it's not working for me. But I'm there always, was a barrier. But there was a barrier is that the the celebrities of the gala did not fraternize with um, us peasants who are right. not famous. So there was an after party for the non-famous people. Right. And the, the famous people probably went somewhere else and just had a better time. Really. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a, it was a fabulous evening, and uh, I drank a lot of vodka, and I have the terrible hangover, and my head is hurting. So. Oh, there you it go. Was, it was a successful night. Thanks, Kettle One. Thanks, Kettle One. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored. But we're open. Not sponsored, honey. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was just a fabulous evening. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Good deal. Yes, honey. And you'll be posting like little images I, and be, things like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. We'll be right posting on. it. And um, I, I videoed uh, um, Sean's, speech. Sean's, Sean's speech. And I also videoed... Uh, Shangela's seven-minute Beyonce performance. All right, bitch. brought the house down. I'm sure. And this is what I was thinking about that. Uh, and this is nothing to do with Willing Grace, but I'm just gonna sh- share it mm-hmm. because Shangela, like Beyonce to Shangela, is Britney to me. You know, like yeah. you know, that's what how he feels. So I was thinking that Shangela, this must have been such a brilliant moment in her life to perform a medley of your queen's Favorite, songs yeah. in front of your fave. Right. Like, that is just, like, meta. This is some, like, that, like... Yeah. Bow down, I mean, Shangela. You did that. It's you like, I mean? you, you made that, that happen. And it must have been amazing and nerve-wracking at the same time to perform your, like, higher powers music in front of her. <gasps> you know and what I mean? And get a standing ovation from Beyonce, bitch. And then I, oh my god, I love uh, right after Shangela was Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow came to give the best, like the movie of the year. And uh, then she was just, um, she, <laughs> she was making jokes, but nobody was laughing. Oh no. <laughs> and it was like, I should not have followed this Angela. That's all awesome. right. And, no. At least you're self aware, darling. Yeah. At least you're self aware. But yeah, that was it. And um, that was a great episode. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. And to that favorite, what he said. <laughs> cute. We did cute. Yeah.